Hi. Hello everybody. Welcome back. Yes, I'm back. This is Sex Explore with Papushka. I'll be your host Papushka and I'm back. So today unfortunately so we do not have any guests in the show. I'm riding solo, but we're still going to have so much fun. We're going to learn so take your pens and a paper and jot things down because this is where the sex education begins. So today on the podcast we're going to talk about sexual desires. Have you ever been in a situation whereby you feel your partner doesn't ever initiate having sex or your partner doesn't necessarily show signs of wanting sex? You feel like you're the only one who usually asks for sex in the relationship and your partner doesn't make any effort whatsoever or You are the partner who feels that your partner um wants more sex than you can offer or than you want and you feel at a certain point that um most probably they may be addicted to sex by your standards. It might not be true that they are addicted to sex but you just feel that they want sex more often than you want. And more often than not we've been there in either side of this spectrum where we do not necessarily fancy sex like some of us think that sex is overrated i wouldn't lie to you i don't think so sex is amazing but moving on um and some of us think that sex is the real deal and some of us are in the waters they're just in between they're like uh well if i don't get sex it's fine if i get it hooray if i don't you know it's fine but more often than not in our relationship whether it's uh fuck with benefits relationship or it's a marriage or it's a dating or you're getting to know someone or you're just fucking with someone any relationship whatsoever may face this where one party feels that the other party is not giving enough in terms of their sexual life so you feel like sex is not spontaneous in the relationship now this is the perfect topic for me to discuss because i wouldn't lie to you and i probably sub well i may be oversharing on the podcast but i mean i think it only works well and resonates with you if it comes from my perspective and um from my perspective i i i i tend to be on the other side of the spectrum of a higher libido and a higher sexual desire and i personally have faced this myself where i feel um my partner may not be initiating sex as much as I want them to. I may feel like I'm overburdening them with my sexual desires because I feel they're not making efforts. But um well, I've ended up to understand why and I've ended up to even research further on how and all this and that's what I want us to talk about here. So, you know, sit back, relax and enjoy. So first things first, um of course it's going to be sexuality fluid and speaking with it from a heterosexual point of view um more often than not most women statistically speaking it may be a stereotype but statistically speaking most women have a lower sex drive than men and you find that in most relationship most women feel like the man wants more sex than they can offer and it's also true that the reverse happens you there relationship where the man feels like ai now dey manze ai hachoki yani kapoko flani because they want sex more often than you can offer so therefore 
the question is what happens behind the scenes what goes on in the mind when all this is happening there are very many situations that happen you find a situation whereby you used to have sex but you don't now or you used to have often sex but as time goes by um, the frequency of your sex capades reduces or vice versa you used to have less sex but as time goes by the frequency of your sex increases and one party may be uncomfortable with that or it's just shagalabagala it, it's just there it's just in the waters like it, it's not defined you're not having a lot of sex you're neither having less sex you're just like having you know sex once in a while but it's it usually happens that one party feels um they are not getting what they bargained for in the relationship now one stereotype that happens is that most people think that relationships are justified by sex or relationships are sealed by sex just like when you're going to work you sign a contract most people think that sex is the contract for a relationship to work well it's not a lie that relationship satisfaction is also equivalent to sexual satisfaction so you find that most people that are sexually satisfied are satisfied with the relationship and the reverse most people that have uh, sexual dissatisfaction have a dissatisfaction in the whole relationship as a whole but it doesn't mean that sex is the only factor that contributes to a relationship success or a relationship's um, prowess so let's start with why as a lady as a heterosexual lady or a queer lady why do you think sometimes um you don't want to have sex as often as your partner does they are numerous factors that contribute to this and i just want to introduce us to the first factor that contributes to this and one of them could be pre-existing conditions one of the pre-existing conditions could be um, sexual desire and one thing that causes this issue in a relationship is when a partner desires sex more than the other partner and of course this is caused by um, when when you desire more than your partner because of you know your partner might want to might not desire sex because of sexual dysfunction now sexual dysfunction um, is generally how um sorry sexual dysfunction is generally those points whereby you don't feel like having sex or you you're not in a capability of having sex and some of the causes of sexual dissatisfaction especially for men would be premature ejaculation prolonged ejaculation ejaculation disorder erection disorder orgasm dysfunction um you know lack of desire for sex um lack of arousal sometimes you're not just sexual, sexually aroused or pain during sex so one of the factors that may lead to someone actually not wanting sex in a relationship is sexual dysfunction there's just something off about your sex that you haven't handled and it could be either from within or from without if it's from within it is these things that i'm talking about where you 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 don't feel aroused or you can't erect or you have insecurities about your body um insecurities about your sexual organs you know you feel your dick is not too too it's not average it's, it's too big people don't like you know such such issues might lead to sexual dysfunction at the same time the most common 
um, cause of a partner not wanting sex in a relationship is hypoactive sexual disorder. It is HSDD, hypoactive sexual disorder. And hypoactive sexual disorder, sexual desire disorder rather, is defined as the absence of sexual fantasies and the absence of desire for sexual activity. So generally the main cause where a partner doesn't want to have sex is, you know, hypoactive sexual desire disorder whereby they don't desire sex. And them not desiring sex can be caused by a variety of reasons. One, you might have a baby and just from having a baby motherhood is just too hard on you and sex is not an option. Like you don't even have time for sex. You don't fancy sex because dealing with a baby is just too much. It will also be because of traumatic experiences while delivering that baby or something, you know, ar- around that. Stress is another thing. If, if you're constantly stressed um, about your work or just something is destabilizing your mental state. Of course, your desire for sex will reduce. Um, lack of sleep sometimes, you know, and lack of sleep again is caused by stress. Um, medical uh, or, you know, use of drugs or for, both for medical purposes or for recreation. Some drugs have effect on the sexual desire. Probably some people, you know, people are different. Some people when they have alcohol, they have the best sex of their life. They're like, you know, beasts. Some people, when they have alcohol, they can't even erect. Some people, when they take weed, you know, they are beasts. When they don't take weed, they don't erect. But most importantly, there are drugs that affect our sexual desire and arousal. You know, uh, one of the drugs that do this, some of them may be um, birth control drugs, the injections, the tablets, and, you know, all these techniques for birth control. They may take a toll on one's sexual desire. Hormonal dysfunction. Sometimes you just don't feel like having sex. You know, sometimes you just like, ah, ah, ikai, misijiski. And more often than not, you'll find that the partner with the low libido sometimes sacrifices too much to have sex when they don't want to have sex because they have a partner with a high libido. Depression, anxiety, body shaming, lack of communication, the list goes on and on and on about why someone may not want to participate in sexual activity. So therefore the question is, how do we handle these situations where a partner is not interested in sex or a partner is over-interested in sex? I, I feel, I think, the first and most essential thing is to establish the cause whether it's from within or from without, before even telling your partner, you have to be able to have done an analysis and known, I see crazy, spending spending sex, I don't know what's up. Um, the cause could be masturbation, it could be an effect of the drugs, it could be whatever the cause is. And it's also okay. It's very, very okay not to want to have sex. But at the same time, we have to be cautious of partners, of our partners with a high libido. We have to be cautious of our partners who constantly desire sex. And as partners with high libidos, we also have to be considerate of partners with low libidos who don't desire sex as much. They're very comfortable with having sex once a month. They're those who want sex every night or once in three days. So how do we balance this in a relationship? And as I've said, the first step is understanding or analyzing the course from your own perspective. Why do you think you don't want sex? 
Is it the stress? Is it the baby? Is it an effect of the drug? Is it body shaming? Do you feel like you have insecurities about your body sexually? Isn't your partner good enough in bed? Do you have a ton of, you know, all this? Now, once you've identified this, it's essential that you communicate with your partner. Um, I personally would advise communicating with your partner outside the bedroom, the bedroom environment. Because this is a conversation that, this is an activity that happens in the bedroom, I mean, in the bed. So, just for the conversation to be um, active and proactive and um, fluid, it, it's advisable that you have it in a different environment as opposed to the bedroom. And it's also okay not to want sex. It's also okay to be wanting sex more often than not. But it's essential that we balance our interests with our partners. And you can only balance your interests for sex or lack of interest for sex by communicating. But I feel the most important, the person who needs to have this conversation or drive this conversation is the person with the low libido. And it's okay for you to tell your partner, you know what, um, I love you, but of late I've not been fancying like having sex. Uh, I don't know why yet. I don't know, but I just feel like, you know what, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not not feeling the vibe right now. And your partner, should, if, if, if the relationship is built on love and sex is not the definition of your relationship, then of course your partner should understand and of course your partner should help you through this process, you know. But talking your feelings, talk, uh, talking how, about how you feel and, you know, why you don't fancy sex is essential for, for your partner to understand so that they don't also ask it more than you can give it. But it shouldn't end here. I think there's so much more that can be done if it's not penetrative sex. And, you know, I'm just shifting gears a bit. In the queer community, there are those who identify as sides, especially in the men queer world. And sides are generally people who don't fancy penetrative sex. These are queers who don't want any penetration whatsoever with their partners. And it's perfectly okay to be a side. A side could be a gay who doesn't identify as a top or a bottom or a stud or a femme or a stem. These are just queer people who are comfortable having any other sexual activity as opposed to penetrating sex and this can be caused by a lot of factors as well one can be aside because of you know shame of penetration because according to them and their mind they're like i fucking an anus or being fucked in the anus or fingering a pussy of another girl it, it, it's just like uh, uh, their mind has not processed the sexual activity or the penetrative activity yet and they're not comfortable performing penetrative sex with their queer partners because their mind has not registered that yet as sex and this can be due to so many factors it could also be due to religion somebody is a CU leader or somebody is very religious everyone knows them and they have a reputation and they're just guilty if they have penetrative sex that like they will wank you they will do hand jobs they would kiss you and do everything else but penetrative sex is a huge step they're not willing to take as of yet and as a queer man or a queer woman or a queer gender non-conforming it's essential that you understand and respect aside for their decision of not wanting to have penetrative sex so much can be done without actual penetration of the dick and the anus or a finger to a pussy or a pussy to a pussy so other factors that may lead to one being aside are sicknesses uh, somebody might for example desire to have penetrative sex but they are 
have erectile dysfunction, they can't erect with a man. But they desire to have penetrative sex. They are not comfortable being penetrated themselves, but they actually desire to have penetrative sex. But they can't have penetrative sex because of their erectile dysfunction. So therefore, they end up being aside. They want to do anything else sexually as opposed to penetrative sex. Sometimes it could also be hemorrhoids, which um, you know happen in the anus. And they desire to be penetrated sexually, but they can't because of their medical conditions of hemorrhoids. And if they do, then it's detrimental to their health. Other factors could be preference versus ability. Sometimes you prefer to do something sexually, a penetrative act, but you are not able to do it. Um, sometimes you desire to have anal penetrative sex, but you're a heterosexual man, which is very okay. It doesn't mean that you're gay because you desire to be penetrated in the anus. No, it just means that you have a sexual fantasy that has not been fulfilled. And I would take this from one of the greatest sexologists in the world, <laughs> I would assume. And um, she says that the anus has no sexuality. Most people equate the anus to gay, which is not the thing. Actually, anal stimulation is one of the most common ways to stimulate a man sexually, regardless of their gender, regardless of their sexuality, regardless of their sex. So, with that put into mind, it doesn't mean that as a heterosexual man, that if you have fantasies of anal penetration or, or um, pegging or being fingered in the anus, that you're gay. No, it's just a sexual preference or a sexual stimulation for you. And it's perfectly okay for you to do that. So, you find that sometimes, as a man, you desire to be penetrated in the anus, but you cannot because you're not gay. You like women. And women also find it awkward if you start making these proposals like, you know, just insert your finger in my anus, kiddo go to, you know. And that is also a factor that may lead to someone being aside as a queer man. You know, um, other things could be lack of identity. Sometimes as a queer man, you feel you're not, you haven't identified yourself with a certain group in the queer community. You don't feel like a top, you don't feel like a bottom, you don't feel like a vast, you don't feel like you fall anywhere in this category. So until you do, you prefer to have non-penetrative queer sex. Same to as a lady, you don't feel like a stem or a femme or a star that you don't you don't want these labels and you don't identify with either of them. You just like women, full stop. And it's totally okay for you not to want penetrative sex as a woman. And people should respect that. So now coming back to um, desire discrepancy and your partner's not having sex, as I've said, the most essential step is for you to um, talk to your partner about how you feel. And it doesn't mean that because you don't want sex, you can't have sexual activities. You can have a lot of sexual activities without actually penetrative sex. So much can be done with your bodies. You can actually cuddle the whole night or or have oral sex sometimes, or sometimes you can just, like, talk. We should normalize talking in relationships. We should totally normalize talking in relationships. So just because a partner doesn't desire to have sex doesn't mean that you shouldn't have, you know, any sexual activity. So much can happen without actual penetration for sex. So after talking to your partner, you can, um, you know, work around fulfilling your partner's sexual desires without necessarily penetration. And it's perfectly okay for you as a woman who has a low sex drive 
to wank your partner, masturbate your partner, or just like play with your partner's body so that you fulfill their sexual desires without them fulfilling your own sexual desires that are actually not in existence. And it won't hurt you to make your man come if you don't feel like having sex. Because relationships are all about compromise. Remember, in a relationship, you're not two halves. You're two holes trying to work something out. So you're your own person and your partner is their own person. So even as a partner, you should not also put so much um, expectations on your partner to fulfill your higher libido, yet their libido is low. But compromise is of key. Just because you don't want sex doesn't mean you can't have any sexual activity. You can Netflix and chill, literally. And that can be sexually fulfilling to your partner. You can bathe together. You can swim. You can massage each other. There's so much to be done. Sex is not about penetration. I preach this all the time. There's so much to do in bed than just penetration. So just because you don't want sex or you don't fancy sex doesn't mean you can't have any sexual activity. So much can be done as opposed to penetrative sex. But it's essential also that um, after you've talked out with your partner and you've tried to fulfill your partner's sexual desires in other ways, you establish the cause of your own low libido or low sexual desires and work towards... Um, eradicating the cause or dealing with the cause because if the cause is stress it could be that you're stressed because of the baby and you feel your partner is not helping you enough with the baby talk it out with your partner once you talk it out with your partner and you see change you'll find that your sexual desires might just come back because the cause of your low sex desire has been fulfilled sometimes it's sexual dysfunction sometimes it's body shaming so deal with that cause and some people, there are a lot of things. I, I know, I, I totally understand why most people have sex and they don't want to have sex with their partners. Well, one of them is fear of cheating. Sometimes you fear that if I tell my partner I don't want sex, I'll be promoting them to cheat. Your relationship is not built on sex. Your relationship is not built on sex. Your relationship is built on other things as well. Sex being one of them. So you can totally have relationship satisfaction and a healthy and perfect relationship with you as a partner having either a higher libido or a lower libido it's just how you work it between the two of you and how you harness these feelings so talking it out with your partner is also key like you know and establishing the cause and working towards the cause of your hypoactive sexual desire disorder so um, this is just the first part of this and um, I'm, I'm, I'll be excited to hear your views on this. I'm more than excited to hear your take and your feedback. Um, there's a number as well that if you want to, you know, hit me up and, you know, ask questions or have an FHQ or just give feedback, you can WhatsApp the number provided there. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Thank you for listening to Sexploit Papushka. I was your host Papushka. Till next time. Enjoy.